0: And Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different. And a welcome into the Ingalls Studio,
1: ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We are the Sportsocracy. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is alongside. We are heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, seen everywhere on YouTube. Don't forget to go to the Sportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link and subscribe to the channel so you can get in the chat the question of the day is what's the biggest dumpster fire in the nfl we'll go through the franchises that qualify for dumpster fire material i mean who doesn't love a good dumpster fire uh that's why
2: i shop at walmart that's why i've been divorced twice (laughs) you know what i couldn't resist that was that was low-hanging fruit you really should (laughs) I, I couldn't help it. had to do it
1: had to do it we'll have your uh usual segments coming the way over the uh next two hours here green have, on green
2: without a doubt my favorite just a bit outside story my favorite weird story ever 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 and they're both sports related and nice. that never happens
1: anymore. nice we also have a uh a, a weird story that will be uh tied locally which is going to be very, very interesting. Tied to this program, in fact. Uh, green on green coming your way at the end of this hour.
2: Uh, I mean, if you listen to my picks yesterday,
1: you're welcome. And in the fourth four o'clock hour, we will have I got five on it.
2: Uh, if you listen to those, you're super welcome. Yeah. Very rarely do you ever hit three money line road dogs in the same day, mm-hmm. but I did. Maryland oh. tried their best. I mean, tried with everything they had to cost me a perfect night of road dogs, but they couldn't do
1: but it. But they couldn't do they it. They
2: couldn't even lose. Right.
1: Top of the four o'clock hour. Also, uh, we will be checking in with the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Jones Angel. Be here for Tar Heel time at four o'clock as the Tar Heels uh, have a little bit of a, a little bit of a break here. And they play Georgia Tech coming up this weekend. You'll hear that game right here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 Ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. Speaking of college basketball, we got UNC Asheville basketball tonight on our sister station, News Radio Five Seventy WWNC. So it's a full afternoon for me. We got the two hours of the radio show, the uncensored third hour, where we always do Threadbare Thursday. It's anything and everything you want talked about. Uh, it and it's an uncensored hour, so we can give our unfiltered opinion on it on the uh, youtube stream
2: last week we got into fast food places
1: oh that was fun and
2: i have literally been thinking about raising canes ever since
1: i still i'm still not sure what that it's is it's a but, chicken
2: tender place yeah. uh in the the gulfed the gulf reason region the gulf region they only have chicken tenders okay you know a place is phenomenal at what it does when it has one entree that's it yeah. really there's no sandwich there's, there's no, no chicken salad there's no there's no salad you get chicken candies and you will like it huh and they have a sauce that i am pretty sure is made of the tears of unicorns and a pure happiness <laughs> it's actually the recipe i've seen it written yeah up. so
1: who knows what we'll get into on this threadbare thursday stay tuned for that on the uncensored third hour of the program at youtube exclusively biggest nfl dumpster fire I
2: didn't think this was a question. Uh, I really didn't. It shouldn't be. And then we post it out to social media and we started getting just a variety of answers Mm -hmm. over the course of two days. I am stunned at how many people think it's the New York Giants. I'm one of those. I am stunned at how many that think that's the biggest dumpster fire in the league.
1: Uh, I'm one of those. It's close. Uh I get it. Uh Uh-huh.
2: Do you realize that the Jacksonville Jaguars have won 42 games in 10 years? Mm-hmm. And 10 of those were in the same year? hmm How many other winning seasons do they have in that 10-year period? One. It's zero. They have never been above 500 except for that one time that, that one we all year. fell for them. Yeah. And then they pooed in our nest. And to me, that ma- the Giants have had no hope for years. Mm-hmm. They've never given you that little, hey, look how much talent we have with Jalen Ramsey and the series of other guys that wound up out of the uh, out of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville did. Jacksonville actually drafted well for about a three-year period. And then it all turned to dust. Oh, look, I'm not saying the Giants are good. I'm just dumbfounded by how many of those and how many Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Five years ago, I would have agreed with you. I don't so much agree with you. They need one thing. A quarterback. That's it. There is nothing else they need. I think they have the right coach in spite of the fact he made some less than stellar decisions this year. Mm -hmm. Two elite running backs. Good defense. You've drafted superiorly well. Uh, Speaking of that, my first seven-round mock draft will be coming out in stages starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. And I will be grading the draft classes from last year. Okay. Secret time. One of the ones in my top five had three players. <laughs> the, not uh, not another one of their draft picks played a snap. Right. And it didn't matter because the three that did were that good. Were so good. All right. All right. So look for and it's the. It's going to
1: pain uh, me to say for for that draft content coming here in the sportsocracy. No, to me it's. To me, it's not really a question, and it is the New York Giants. The New York Giants, to me, are the biggest dumpster fire in the NFL. They are in a five-year streak of losing 10 or more games. They have very little hope for the future. I put Jacksonville in the conversation, but if you're telling me which team has more hope right now, it's Jacksonville, and to me, it's not really close because I've got the quarterback
2: you think you have the quarterback yeah how many games in 17 did you see number one overall pick one, it's one. the it last one. one whole time mm-hmm. and you're struggling to hire a coach jacksonville's not gonna get who they want just so you know everything i have been told is basically the same thing that happened with the giants uh-huh. is happening with the jaguars in reverse okay they didn't want to be stuck. GMs in New York didn't want to be stuck with Joe Judge. Oh, and now head coaches now are head saying coaches no. coaches don't want to be stuck with Trent Baalke because he has alienated every person he's ever well, come in contact well, with. Well, I, I mean, you
1: can't really blame him. You can't really blame him. But, but it, at least for me, Trent- at least,
2: New York's interesting. You at least have the. You're at least in a media market. Have you ever been to Jacksonville? Mm-hmm. I, it, it, what was your uh, overreaching thought of Jacksonville? What's the most memorable part of it? They have really nice beaches and a lot of jorts. They have, they have beaches. I don't know that I would be adding the adjective. I don't think sure. anybody's ever gone, Hey, I can't wait to go on vacation in Jacksonville. I just don't
1: think that's a thing. I mean, I've never gone to vacation in Jacksonville. It's, I mean, anytime I've been there, I've been there three times, and it's been a stop-through. Well,
2: I mean, here's and exactly. right. A, that's exactly what like Jacksonville you stop is. And,
1: yeah, you stop and you go to Jacksonville.
2: Yeah, you, you drive
1: off to Jacksonville Beach. You take the little detour off of the interstate. Yeah, it's the you rest go out area for and, all the yeah. cool places. That's yeah. exactly
2: what Jacksonville is. Yeah, sure. You you get off the interstate, you go pedal, and you get something to eat. <laughs> then you go on to somewhere cool. Yes i'll agree with you on all I points i don't get to say these things about cincinnati now because they have a good football team that's kind of endeared itself to me so now i have to find a new pincushion of city i don't like but at least in
1: that one player to me jacksonville has more hope than the new york jets do or new york giants do because i have trevor lawrence because i have what i think he can be i don't have any of that with the new york giants i have who's their best player
2: oh boy um see how hard that is like it, it's not because they have like seven that i could probably leonard williams or no 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 just james bradbury james bradbury is the best player
1: james bradbury is the best but player. here's All the right, thing so this is
2: the part of it that that i don't think anybody takes into account okay the nfl is the exact opposite of the nba okay the new york knicks made a trade today of, uh, to get cam reddish they gave up <clears throat> kevin knox who i am dumbfounded that anybody went yeah i want to bring him in who has watched Kevin Knox over the last three years and gone, yeah, that's what we're missing. I keep hearing explanations of, oh, it's a free trial. That's like a free trial of, oh, I don't know, f- f- grass treatments.
1: Grass treatments. Like, <laughs>
2: oh, well, I mean, I have to work for this. And I, I don't, even though it's free, I'm still paying too much. In the NBA, it's hard to get players into New York because it's such a hard place to win. Mm-hmm. I've seen teams win in New York. Not that long ago. And free agents flocked to that place. The Jets have never struggled to hand out free agent dollars. Mm-hmm. Neither have the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville, okay, let's say you have the quarterback. How are you going to fill the roster? How exactly are you going to put pieces around this? Because nobody wants to go there. Nobody, As I just stated, nobody looks at Jacksonville and goes, yeah, that'll be fun. They have a Benigans. Right. No slight on Benigans. I like Benigans not something that i'm going so out is of my this way to go to. so
1: is this like a um dare i dare i use a uh a baseball comparison here oh boy but this is like small market baseball like you're not bringing in a big free agent you have to do everything through the draft so the fact that you and, and, and that was
2: another thing that that with jacksonville they have money
1: uh, new they york always does have not money. have
2: money they always have money because no one wants to take it mm-hmm. but say that's my problem with jacksonville you cannot miss in the draft because you can't fill this roster any other way. I've watched you draft high-end players. I've watched you draft Jalen Ramsey. was my favorite pick of that draft because he was the no-doubt hit. Yes, He didn't even make it to the end of his rookie deal mm-hmm. because you alienated him. And it's one thing to have one staff that does that. They've had three. They've had a Tom Coughlin, they've had a Doug Marone, and they've had an Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. And now you've got Trent Balkie who's just sitting in the on-deck circle waiting to start angering people that's the most listless franchise in the nfl to me okay giants fans at least show up to do that thing that makes no sense to me
1: boo boo so stupid jacksonville jaguars fans will just go to the beach jacksonville
2: jaguar fans are like hey we have a pool in our stadium isn't that cool isn't that let me just i'm just gonna throw this out there if you have a pool in your stadium you're a dumpster fire period okay arizona diamondbacks jacksonville jaguars florida marlins (laughs) You have a pool in your stadium, you're a train wreck. And maybe there's one I'm not thinking of, mm-hmm. but I can't think of it off the top of my head. No,
1: I think you're right. I think I, I think you I think you got it narrowed down there to the pool stadiums. I understand that from a I guess from a personnel standpoint though, I'd much rather have Jacksonville than New York. But
2: personnel is that's a cyclical thing the cincinnati bengals two years ago had absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. they didn't have one above replacement level player outside of jesse bates and uh, maybe a couple others that were graded as replaceable level players right now they're a team that you think is going to win a playoff game Mm -hmm. why did that happen because they drafted well because you got the guy the new york giants get the guy they draft a quarterback let's just say it's I don't in any way believe this is going to happen, but let's say they draft Kenny Pickett. Mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett comes in and the preseason starts lighting it up. There's enough talent on that team. They could be realistic contenders for that division because I don't think that division is very good. If you have a realistic quarterback, Russell Wilson, I don't care who it is.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You get rid of Daniel Jones, there's enough talent there that you're not a complete dumpster fire. In Jacksonville, you have the guy, we think.
3: Mm -hmm. What
2: are you going to put around him? Oh, we've got a 1000000000 dollars. Cool. You're going to have to pay 130% to get anybody down here because you've done it in every free agency period you've ever gone through. Right. Whether it was Brandon Linder, Andrew Norwell, all the way down to Marvin Jones. Shaq Griffin. Ugh. They give Shaq Griffin $20 million. Oh, uh, It's always a bad sign when a free agent deal comes through. We're live on air, and I laugh. Mm-hmm. I see the number, and I actually laughed out loud.
1: Right. But they gave Shaq Griffin somewhere in the neighborhood twenty million dollars. It was an overpay.
2: Eighteen, but and that's what they do mm-hmm. because they have to. The Giants don't have that problem. The Cleveland Browns had that problem forever. But now you're drafting so well that it doesn't matter. One of my top ten highest rated rookies this year was JOK in in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Why? Because your front office is smarter. Smart guys don't want to go to Jacksonville. It's right. been a problem throughout this entire process. Right. It's the reason you're interviewing eleven Jillion candidates. And you're probably going to end up with somebody like Jim Caldwell. I did not
1: agree with the uh the the Cleveland Browns take when I saw it, but I understand why you make that argument. You make that argument because they're stuck in the middle. They don't they're have,
2: by the way, the second worst franchise in the last, last ten years, record wise. Yeah.
1: They don't have a uh, you know, they don't they don't have the quarterback. They don't have the guy that can go out there and win you games, put the team on
2: his back, and carry you to a win, which is – But that comes into personnel which everybody again. needs. But that comes into personnel again. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the front office, and I know a lot of people don't like Jimmy Haslam, but the 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 management group in in Cleveland, they're willing to spend money. Mm-hmm. They're doing things to improve this franchise. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville could be contracted from the NFL, and no one would care outside of Roy.
3: Right. Sorry, we Roy. love you, Roy.
1: Yeah.
2: That's our only Jaguar fan. It's the only fan base in this league that we have a fan of. (laughs) Right. And that tells you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. There's just nothing about them that really moves me. And be really honest with yourself. Do you think they're going to get the most out of Trevor Lawrence? No. No. At best, you get 70 cents on the dollar. He ends up being a top 10 quarterback, back in the top 10 high teens quarterback. He becomes Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and to me, that is what makes you the biggest dumpster fire in the league. And it's it, it, there's a group of them. The Jets are in this, but now we're on the high side where you yes. have hope. You just yes. hired the new coach. You've got the front office, mm-hmm. and, and you got the quarterback that showed a couple things. There, there's a Jets fan pendulum of there are six steps of being a Jets fan, and you're right here uh the depression is on the other side of the clock face So give it a year
1: yeah you're right here at the hope phase yeah and pretty soon if you don't win enough games which would be on par for the jets a team that has not made the playoffs since 2010 yeah that's that was one of the most brutal graphics I have seen all week on social media was the year-by-year was the the bar, year bar graph of everybody who's made the playoffs. Everyone in the league has made the playoffs in the last, what was it, five years? Six. Since
2: 2015. Since 2015. Then there's every a four-year gap, which, why we had to do that just to make Jets fans feel worse about themselves than we already did, I don't know, and then... You there's, answered your own question. There's the little, there's the little Jets,
1: and there. the Jets all the way back there at 2010 for their last playoff appearance. I I still maintain that it's it's the New York Giants. The New York Giants to me are the biggest dumpster fire right now in the NFL. Front office wise, I mean, well, let's talk about it on the other side of the break. They're looking for a GM. They're looking for a coach. They haven't done a good job the last. Two times they've had to look for either of those offices. So we'll discuss it up next right here on ESPN Asheville.
4: Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of western North Carolina.
0: At Ingalls, we know there's no one you'd rather share those miniature, memorable moments with than family. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family.
4: This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties cheese at crackers, two for $6. Select sizes and varieties Dunkin' Bag or K-Cup Coffee, $4.98 each. And select sizes and varieties General Mills Cereal, two for $5. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings.
1: And welcome back into the Sportsocracy. We've got
2: breaking news, Flosterdamas. We have breaking ironic news. As we're talking about the biggest train wreck franchises in the NFL, one of them just did a thing. According to multiple sources, the Houston Texans have officially fired head coach David Culley. (laughs) Uh, I, I mean, I'd hate to
1: tell you I told you so, but I told you so david Kelly was a placeholder and he was never more than anything than that
2: and i never disagreed with that okay. i'm saying who's going to take your job now brian flores no i'm going nick, to disagree with you nick
1: casario has already had conversations with brian flores i'm conspiracy theorizing uh, and, and that's here
2: I, I got news for you brian flores has better options than that of course he and does. that's exactly what he's going to say to you do this Where you had a team that was absolutely the least talented roster I have ever seen. I've Mm -hmm. been watching the NFL 30 years. That's the least talented roster I've ever seen. And you fire a guy that won, I would say, two or three more games than he should have. No doubt. And you fire him, every coach around the league's looking at it going, train wreck.
1: Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I am changing my answer. Biggest train wreck in the NFL, Is the it, Houston Texans. It's now,
1: the Houston Texans, despite the fact that they have found their quarterback of the future.
2: I, I actually <laughs> thought you were serious for about two tenths of a
1: second. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Uh, Houston was, they were, they were also on the list for me of, you know, biggest dumpster fires in the league. But this doesn't change anything for me.
2: It, it does for me this is basically i mean i get it's
1: bad optics
2: this is screaming from the mountaintops you are a train wreck if this was a person this would be a snake tattoo or an actual snake that both are okay but if you have both it's a red flag
1: what have you seen from nick casario so far that makes you believe that this you they should have you should have expected anything any different
2: no no You come from the most stable organization in sports, and then you get your shot at the main job. And I genuinely, seeing this, Mm -hmm. if you could have tapped out on this season, you'd done it. If you could have just said, we're not fielding a team this year, you would have done it. Yep. And the, 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 the psychology of that is baffling to me because how do you look at your fan base? after you've just done that knowing full well that you've got a franchise quarterback that you paid a bajillion dollars to Mm -hmm. that's not going to be in town anymore yep how do you sell this job what is the selling point of this job
1: that we are going to trade deshaun watson and we are going to get the farm
2: Uh, well you're not going to get the farm Uh, and i don't think anybody that's how you try to sell it and nobody with an iq above salad dressing is going to believe that Mm -hmm. you don't think that they're going to be able to trade deshaun watson and
1: get Two first-round draft picks and that's a starter not the, out of that's the. That's not
2: the farm, first of all. That's just under or just over what Philadelphia got for Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, that's not the farm. You're hey. not trading Deshaun Watson for the farm. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. You've overplayed your hand. You have bungled this to the umpteenth degree. I don't genuinely think you could have handled this any worse if you had tried. Mm-hmm. And now. You take one of the few bright spots. And am I sitting here telling you David Culley's a great coach? No, I'm not. But you just had a guy overachieve. You were way more competitive. You were one of the best bad teams against the spread in the NFL. Yes. Which means you were competitive. Mm -hmm. And you fired him four days after the season ends. Of which, first of all, the fact that it takes four days to figure that out is the weirdest thing. There's a team that does this every single year. And it's never made any sense to me of waiting that long yeah it, it makes no sense so now you're behind the eight ball anyway mm-hmm. because you've got all these interviews lined up you've waited till the end of the week so the guys that are staying in the playoffs you know the coordinators on good teams right they don't have to talk to you until they lose it, it's just it's dumbfounding to me how you can be this absolutely inept at what you do and where did nick casario come from no, bill even. belichick yeah same place we were talking about yesterday. Just because you had lunch with Bill Belichick one time does not make you smart. And Nick Casario got news for you: you're not. You're bad at this. Mm-hmm. And every coach with any form of option is going to look at your job and laugh. You said Brian Flores, give me a break.
1: <laughs> you think he's uh, he's going anywhere other than that? The New England connection will mean
2: nothing. I think Brian Flores would rather coach in the USFL than coach for the Houston Texans. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think you're wrong. Hmm. This is one of those things that organizations do and people don't give it the credence it deserves. And then I talk to people that are in the NFL and they go, did you see that? That was like the greatest red flag ever. Mm -hmm. That was like meeting a girl at a bar and she's wearing a wedding ring and she's hitting on you. Like, wait a minute. Like no 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 no. There's, there's, there's I don't know what's happening, but it's bad.
1: Of course, all the New England connections are immediately going to come up. Can they? Get, can Can Nick Casario get on the phone with Josh McDaniels to take this job? No. Can he get? Uh, I, I, well, Joe Judge might take it. Uh, yeah, Judge, yeah. Joe <laughs> Judge, Judge will take the, the job. high
2: side of what you can get. Now.
1: Matt Patricia would love to have this job.
2: Yeah, that'd be that great. Hire <laughs> that'd be wonderful. He and his pencil <laughs> will come down to Houston.
1: Can we bring Romeo Cornell back? Uh, Ugh.
2: What a disaster. That is the most fortuitous timing we have Mm -hmm. ever had on this show. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's talk about dumpster fire franchises. In between the commercial break of a team that we didn't mention and should have, they said, hold my beer.
1: Yep. The Houston Texans have the third overall pick in this upcoming 2022 NFL draft. Please do me
2: a favor and don't draft Sam Howell. Whatever you do, that is one player that I am absolutely in love with. I love the kid. I love him. Just... Okay, stay away from him. I I need you to not do Houston Texan things to him. Mm-hmm.
1: No, they're going to go uh, draft uh, Ica McQuaño.
2: <laughs> that would probably be the most Houston Texan thing ever. Mm-hmm. Let's take a guard at three. Oh, what a disaster of a franchise!
1: so this is now houston texans number one with a bullet this
2: is the hardest it has ever been for me not to swear because i didn't get a forewarning of this before it happened right and i'm wanting to say things that are super get me fired because this is and and it won't be that big of a deal to other people Mm -hmm. people in the leagues look at this and go holy moby mm. Boise yep. I'm just going to say all random words
1: all the things uh, the uncensored third hour of the program oh, yeah. is coming up this yeah. afternoon if
2: you like wordy dirds, that's probably something you should check out because I'm going to say a bunch of
1: them that's on YouTube exclusively go to the sportsocracy.com, join the live video link if you haven't already
0: the sports tag just a bit outside all right, here's the
1: 411, folks. While we're talking about jobs changing in the NFL, I, I I did one of these stories earlier this week. I feel like I have to do it for the NFL now. The Minnesota Vikings are requesting to interview Catherine Raish from the Philadelphia Eagles to be the second female gm in nfl history i didn't even know that there was one before but there was one back in the 80s like Mm -hmm. yeah between like 82 and 85 there was a female gm in this league but apparently the minnesota vikings wanting to uh break down those glass ceilings this is the first time that we have ever known of a female being interviewed for the job the one that was back in uh back in the 80s it was the philadelphia eagles and it was susan Tose spencer who was the daughter of the the former owner of the eagles so this is the first time that open in you know out in the field they have reached out to a woman to be the gm it's fantastic news
2: Your story was much more serious than mine. Yep. One of my favorite crazy people in all of sports media is Bart Scott. Yes. If you don't know who Bart Scott is, he played linebacker for the New York Jets, and he is the one that famously told Sal Palantonio, can't wait upon a playoff victory. Mm -hmm. Bart Scott did a thing. He did a thing this morning, and it's actually not as weird as it sounds. And if it had come from practically anybody else, I probably wouldn't have told this story. hmm But I'm gonna. <laughs> Temperatures this weekend in, in Buffalo for the New England Patriots and Buffalo Bills are going to be very, very cold. Well, there's a little theory that goes around NFL circles that Josh Allen's not very good in cold weather. It's 100% not true. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go, uh, when it's six, because he's played in two of those, and no, he was not particularly good in either one of those, then the stat fits your narrative. Problem is, if you go from 35 and below, uh, it doesn't in the least. So, I kind of think this is a manufactured story anyway. But then Bart Scott had to say crazy things. He was asked on ESPN's Get Up this morning. <clears throat> <laughs> great, I, great, I great tie just, I, That's the name of the program. I, there's nothing I can do about Hit that. Hit it
1: right on the head.
2: <laughs> he was asked what josh allen should do to deal with the cold weather mm-hmm. his answer verbatim take some viagra before the game Maybe that'll get the circulation going right it got dead silent for about four seconds and yeah. everybody went wait, what wait what including damian woody who was on that Jets team with bart scott bart scott then continues on Viagra was a heart medicine, which, if you didn't know that, that's actually how it came about. Pfizer manufactured. I want to say it was it was either cholesterol or blood pressure. I can't remember which one. And then it had, you know, the side effect that we all know about right, now. Right. And they went, "Cool chicken salad. it will just let's do that." <laughs> it does build up circulation, and apparently, a lot of NFL players are allegedly doing this. It's the first I've ever heard of it.
1: So, you take the Viagra to get the blood flowing in your body. So, that's what it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that the cold temperature doesn't, you know, the cold doesn't bother me anyway.
2: Uh, Okay, Elsa.
1: That's a a very, uh, this is something completely new to me. He told, he said it to me earlier today, and I went, that's not a thing. Players don't take Viagra before games apparently they do when it's three degrees outside because that's that's one of the latest reports i've seen three degrees at kickoff wind chills could be you know negative three for the new england buffalo game coming up this uh this weekend in the wild card wow i can't wait Yeah. Third, I mean, How do you follow that out? Like, are just a litany
2: of jokes that I want to make, and <laughs> I'm not allowed to.
1: So. Uncensored third hour coming yeah. up immediately following this here program. It has been a good week so far. Got some great news yesterday. Went over to PhD Weight Loss and uh, got my weekly report. I'm down, thankfully, another 2.6 pounds for, uh, for the PhD journey here. So, in seven weeks, I have now dropped 24 pounds on the phd weight loss system dr ashley lucas has designed this system to help you you know correct the nutrition problems that you have in your daily life we all know doing this program me and jeremy we would eat like long haul truckers he says that all the time just burger after burger after burger and it's no good for you, obviously. That's uh, one that's of the, not things the way that you're got supposed me to do into this. the
2: position that I was in, is that I ate what was most convenient. That's something that this program does unbelievably well. Mm-hmm. Instead of stopping at your local fast food place, you have good for you food that keeps you on schedule and helps in your dietary mission
1: that's right getting the protein up into the body and avoiding all those bad things with sugar in it it's just it's it's a different way to live and honestly you do feel better after you have uh you know flush the toxins from your body and as long as we can stay on this path i think jeremy and i are both going to be able to reach our goal weights we combined need to lose 200 pounds and so far we've already knocked 40 of it out of the park you want to make change in your life in 2022 you need to get healthier like i do you know maybe it's not just for you maybe you want to set the example for your family like i do go to myphdweightloss.com myphdweightloss.com so the texans have now gone to number one as the biggest dumpster fire after firing a coach after just one season with a bullet with a me.
2: bullet for me their number one is not even close yeah if I was a coach in the NFL and I had any form of option, I wouldn't even take your calls. Mm-hmm. I would see a Houston area code and go, look, look, it's gone. And they think I'm gonna answer this. Not a chance.
1: <laughs> um I you know, it's a starter job. This is this is this is the but starter job. There's not
2: supposed to be those in the NFL. Yeah, but, the, but college there always football have thing. been. No, though. there haven't
1: really no back in the name day the st- detroit lions when they were 0 and 16 that went a starter job name me
2: a coach that that vaulted from the detroit lions no that it's there's never been such a thing as a starter job in the nfl because you take these jobs and then you go into the abyss because you're terrible oh <laughs> uh, i i'm just dumbfounded by this i i had already mentally moved past well obviously they're not going to fire david coley He waited for three days
3: anyway Mm -hmm.
2: and you shouldn't have done it in the first place it's just i mean who would take this job that's what i can't get past who is it exactly that you think's going to take this job because this is going to be this will go exactly the same way it went a year ago Mm -hmm. the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result what is different right now in houston than it was 12 months ago nothing 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 you still have a malcontent quarterback with legal issues and now the trade value is going down by the day
1: i mean at least you are closer to that happening at this now, point you, but
2: uh, what tells you that
1: uh, see, time, time.
2: <laughs> you uh, will I mean, always be a day closer to, to that happening well i mean i guess that's a thing yeah but there's no traction no there, there's no traction on a deal whatsoever. And now the one place that he was happy to go to doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. because they fired Brian Flores, and apparently they're happy with Tua tonga So what's your way out? That that's the, I would I would absolutely love to sit in on one of these Houston Texan job interviews. Because if I'm a coach, I have way more questions for you than you have for me. Mm-hmm. How exactly are you planning on dealing with this Deshaun Watson thing? Or are we going to have another training camp where he's in the building and we have to make him sit in the locker room so he doesn't see reporters and we start trending on Twitter again? How are you planning on dealing with that? Right. What, what exactly do you think you're going to get for him? Mm-hmm. Because I'll be honest with you, I said this four months ago, and I'm not backing off of it. The value of Deshaun Watson right now is vaguely what – indianapolis gave up for carson Wentz.
1: it it is going to be difficult for them to find a head coach with everything in limbo like it is but like i said time means you are closer to that deal happening it's not really something that you can solidly sell anybody on right now other than as soon as he becomes available to be traded we will pull off that deal and uh, I don't feel like the the market value has cratered. On
2: Deshaun Watson? Yeah. 100% it has. It has. Because you're no closer to a resolution on that either. Mm-hmm. There's You are no closer to a resolution to his legal issues than you were nine months ago. Mm-hmm. What development has come along that makes you think that's going to go away? Nothing. Yeah. We stopped talking about it because nothing happened. And so now, a year later, not only do you have all of the same problems now you have the new problem of you just fired a coach in an absolute no-win scenario after one year Mm -hmm. and it's a guy that unfortunately for you a lot of people in this league like that is one of the biggest disaster decisions i think i've ever seen i'm trying to think of anything even close to it
1: Mm -hmm.
2: what a dumpster fire
1: so we got the houston texans we got the new york giants I feel like they were my number one. The more you keep talking, the more I think you're probably right. Houston is the biggest dumpster fire. Um, the Jets have hope. I feel like Jacksonville has hope, but it's a god-awful front office. So you can't really put – I don't think you could put those three or I guess four in the same category now. Yes, the Jets are bad. Yes, the Jets have 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 lost a whole bunch of games – in the last 10 years but i mean you got to look at what they did last year. I mean, you got a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, starting guard, you got a couple of good defensive pieces in the draft. You got two top 10 picks coming up this year. I mean the Jets have all the hope in the world oh, yeah. in my opinion. But then you look at a place like Chicago. I think Chicago deserves to be in that discussion as well where do they rank on the dumpster fire scale to you
2: which team are you Chicago Chicago. they're nowhere near any of the teams we're talking about but they're probably the head of the next tier
1: okay I was gonna say I mean you got no head coach you got no GM at this point Whoever is gonna have to take this job no but
2: it's a reasonably alluring job Mm -hmm. you've got defensive talent you've got young defensive talent
1: i mean you got big city loyal fan base all those things but with all of that comes the pressure of those jobs as well justin fields is he is what he is and you're stuck with him now you don't have the first round pick this year because you got justin fields i mean you got you got okay money coming up for the off season. They're 13th in the league in money. You're going to get rid of the Allen Robinson headache.
2: I mean the Allen Robinson talent. Well, I mean I mean yeah, but it's been a headache. Not really. He hasn't said much. I think to me Allen Robinson's been fantastic about that. Mhm. I'm looking at the list of coaches that have been fired after one year and it's just blowing my mind. Can you name a coach that since 2000 has been fired after a year? Not off the top of my head. Steve Wilkes was the most uh-huh. recent. Yeah, yeah, with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Al Grow with the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Marty Schottenheimer, Art Shell on his second tour of duty with the Raiders. Cam Cameron who went one and fifteen. Jim Mora who was a complete disaster. Hugh Jackson, same thing I just said about Jim Mora, mm-hmm. Mike Mularkey, and then Trent Balky did it two years in a row with Chip Kelly and Jim Tom Sula. Oh, Jim Tom oh, Sula, Jim that was Tom awful. Sula. I am one hundred percent convinced Jim Tom was Gardner Minshew's dad. <laughs> there is almost no doubt in my mind that if you if you go down the rabbit hole there, what that, made you think about somehow. that? What made you think that? What Tom Sula? Yeah okay i want you to take a look at garden Minshew with that open shirt and the big belt buckle picture what his dad looks like it or brother or close relative Let's right, put it that way right picture what that person looks like and then google jim tom it's the same person it's the same guy
1: okay see you had talked me i said this months ago the david Kelly was going to get fired and you had talked me off of it saying well i mean i mean he's sense. doing a be- right he's doing a better job than you expected him to why would they do it and and yeah now it's it, now it's even tougher to make sense of it you know live here on the air and
2: and, <laughs> and that's the beauty of live radio sometimes things happen and you just go right Oink. why i'm
1: just wow also in the dumpster fire category, I, I feel like, despite the fact that their record is is where it or where it was this year and where they're picking in the draft, Detroit doesn't belong on this list. Do you think? Absolutely. As a total dumpster fire, just there's no hope for that franchise. They're
2: 31 games below 500 in the last 10 years. I understand that yeah they belong in the train wreck tier oh you hired a good gm and you had one good draft class Mm-hmm. swell mm-hmm. uh sorry i got 25 years of history here that's uh it's 25 to one ask missouri how how good that feels. you put
1: them in the same category as the others that we're talking about 100 i do
2: okay 100 percent, i do by the way did you it, I, I made a little joke there and you did. I didn't. did you see the score it. of the missouri game last night no Apparently, there's been a, a a story from a fake account. Check for check marks. That's mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say. That Quanzo Martin got fired today because Missouri was down twenty-seven to four with ten minutes to go in the first half against Arkansas last night. M- nice. Their first, their second basket of the game uh-huh. was with eight minutes to go in the in the first half. They wound up getting beat by forty-three or something like that. Mm-hmm. Total aside, I just as that's that's a game that i personally wagered on right and i you know victory laps they're fun
1: <laughs> so then De- so detroit you're putting in this 100 percent.
2: i don't see how you could possibly not okay washington football team i put them right there too
1: Hmm, is that because of you don't believe in ron rivera is no, it just because they don't have the quarterback there okay
2: so the, the problem with washington is you have a problem at the head of the snake Daniel Snyder is your biggest problem, and that's the one thing you can't get rid of. Exactly, and, and I mean, I, I could say the same thing with the with the the whole Ford syndicate with the Lions. That's, that's the reason I can't put Cleveland in here mm-hmm. because yes, your owner's a let's let's be nicer and say he's a little eccentric. Mm-hmm. Eccentric's the nice way of saying jerk. Just, mm-hmm. I, I learned that. Then I realized how many times I've been called that, and I went, oh. Well, that's that's not nice. <laughs> okay. The Jets, the Giant—I mean, there's a slew of them. Yeah. No. That after the seventh coach, uh okay, what hasn't changed here? Oh, the culture, which no. comes from the ownership group down.
1: Mm-hmm. I have two other candidates for this, and they're both in the same division. And I'm pretty sure a bunch of people listening are not going to like what I have to say about this. Well, it's the Carolina Panthers. Just go with me on this what if. You got to play the what if game for Carolina. They got a lot of things that we really like, right? But what if? What if Matt Rule doesn't turn it around in year three? What if Sam Darnold continues to be Sam Darnold? What if Christian McCaffrey continues on this path of just always
2: hurt, never playing? you got a lot of problems uh you also have a bajillionaire owner sure. who has shown a propensity to spend yeah. uh, you can you will be out of the sam Darnold thing and the mccaffrey deal is is movable i'm mean, not I saying you're gonna get a lot for him but it is a movable deal i don't to me they're not even in the ballpark really they're 20 games better over the last 10 years than the teams i've said okay no they're not that they're not even in the to me you're apples and televisions like <laughs> this, this is not even. we're not even talking fruits at this point as bad as this year was
1: how can you a year. how can you say that last that next year will not definitely
2: be as bad i don't care if next year's bad is bad or not why why does that not matter you realize in the there's state a of the franchise. slew of bad teams mm-hmm. you're getting locked into personnel Personnel absolutely does not matter. You can get cycles of, oh, we're, well, we're bad. Mm-hmm. If your culture's good, that's going to revert. You ever wonder why the Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Jets, Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, I, I could keep the Detroit Lions? You ever wonder why they're always bad? Because the personnel doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can build up a super team. The Jets did it at the back end of the 2010s. They went to two AFC championship games. Guess what? Culture didn't change. As soon as Rex Ryan started doing weird foot things, and he was out the door, now we're doing the same thing we started doing from the get-go. Mm-hmm. No, Carolina's not. And you were the other one you were going to say is Atlanta, who has one of the best owners in this league.
1: No, I actually wasn't the one I was going to say. If
2: you're going to say New Orleans, I might walk out of this room. Mm-hmm. You are out of your gourd. I mean,
1: Sean Payton obviously saves underst- everything.
2: I do not believe you understood the uh, the, the 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 exercise here because you just said the sixth best team over the last ten years, who by the way almost made the playoffs with no talent whatsoever. Right. Who I could argue Who's
1: almost in a they're in another
2: uh, roadblock season like they were this year. Uh, don't I, have a quarterback. Okay, and don't I have say money. this just because I've heard you say this about New Orleans a mm-hmm. bunch of times. They can get rid of that cap deficit without cutting one player. They do not have to cut one mm-hmm. single player off that team to fix the cap problem. Really? Now, you kick it down the road two years. Mm-hmm. and you're in the same shit, but they've done and that you for can, 10 right. years
1: and you continue to do it over and over See, again at me, some point it has to fall apart is
2: completely asinine you're talking about a team that's 33 games over 500 in the last 10 years and you're trying to tell me they're one of the biggest dumpster fires in the league are you out of your mind <laughs> they almost made the playoffs with Taysom hill and trevor simeon
1: mm-hmm. okay green on green picks of the night coming up next right here on espn asheville rogue combat club asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training has a goal for our community one that's stronger more fit and unwavers in its support of one another rogue combat club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in brazilian jiu-jitsu muay thai and wrestling Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Coffee's the clothes
0: is on. You. Get on the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then
2: you get the woman. Last night could be considered a, a banner night. Three and one on green on green. The only problem is my one loser was the one I was without a doubt the most dogmatic about. Thank you, Dallas Mavericks. You inconsistent, maddening team, you. Tonight, I got four picks for you in the NBA. Three lines, one over under. First one, my 2022 NBA champion, Denver Nuggets, (laughs) are a 10-point favorite tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. I will give you one U.S. dollar if you can tell me the starting lineup of the Portland Trailblazers. Because Damian Lillard's out, Mm -hmm. C.J. McCollum's out, Mm -hmm. Norman Powell's out. It looks like a G League team. Like Nasir Little might be the best offensive weapon they have going into this game. This is not going to be pretty. Give me the Nuggets minus the 10. The Brooklyn Nets paid off for me last night in a shootout with the Chicago Bulls, and tonight they host the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're at home, so no Kyrie Irving. This line has actually moved to five and a half. On the visual, it says seven. It's actually five and a half, and that is stupid because Oklahoma City is bad, and they're really bad against good teams. They gonna hang with the mediocre James Harden and Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant. This is gonna get ugly, and I don't care if one of them doesn't play. Give me the Nets minus the seven. Finally, the Milwaukee Bucks host the Golden State Warriors tonight in a game that has bounced between a pick'em and one and a half. I'm not messing with the points. I'm taking Milwaukee to win this game outright. Golden State looks, something looks off with them, and I can't put my finger on what it is, but they're very clunky offensively at times. Milwaukee's the better team. They're at home. Give me Milwaukee in the money line and over the 225.
0: Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy
1: all right as we continue to uh, disagree about dumpster fires in the NFL. We have got a second hour coming on the way and uh, Tar Heel Time for with Jones Angel the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heel set to join us here at the top of the hour. We'll talk about that basketball team Armando Baycott playing really really well lately and getting into some elite company in Tar Heel lore. We'll talk about that coming up next here on ESPN Asheville.
0: He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Wicked Weed Brewing. And welcome back into the sportsocracy here on
1: ESPN. Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM. And 1400, the Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to sportsocracy.com and click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You enter, uh, or you can, that will get you into the uh, chat box. You can go back and forth with us on all the topics that we talk about here in the program. We're awaiting the phone call of the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Jones Angel. To talk about Tar Heel basketball, and um, you know we we haven't talked a lot of basketball.
2: No, we- I mean, football season tends to be all encompassing. But I will say this: if there was, and I think I said this yesterday, mm-hmm. if there was a vote right now for ACC Player of the Year, Armando Bakeout finished in the top three, and it would be by a wide margin. I think the ballot right now would have
1: to be uh, Paolo Bonchero. He wouldn't be on it. He wouldn't I've be asked, on it?
2: I've asked. He would not. What? Be... He's been too inconsistent. Okay. His good's good, but he wouldn't be the Duke player. Mm-hmm. Wendell Moore would be the Duke player. Okay. And I'm not sure that he wouldn't win it. Because the only player that I can actually see beating him is, uh, his name just slipped out of my head, uh, Williams from uh, Wake Forest.
1: Alondez Williams? Yeah. Or... So it, yeah. I
2: can't, I, it's for whatever reason it just fell right out of my head right that's who i who would get my vote Mm -hmm. he was very good last night Mm -hmm. but duke's just got so many weapons and i think they're going to win this this conference by so much right that you're not going to be able to have anybody that's not playing for duke winning this right they're the best team in the acc by it's not even close that and that's not that's putting it mildly there's not a team in their ballpark in this entire conference, Carolina is the second or third best team in this conference. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest is the other mm-hmm. Duke without Krzyzewski just beat them by 20 last night. And it wasn't really that close. They made it close. They made it look pretty at the end. It wasn't even close. And, you know, Steve Forbes has done an amazing job of Wake Forest. Probably almost certainly ACC coach of the year. I could make an argument for national coach of the year. Right. But that Duke team is insane. This is one of those years in college basketball that this lays out like college football usually does. Oh, you got Alabama and Clemson, and Oklahoma and Ohio State. Oh, in basketball, in college basketball, you got Gonzaga, mm-hmm. Duke, mm-hmm. Baylor, mm-hmm. couple others that are right there on the periphery. But like those
1: Arizona and Purdue Arizona's been very, and
2: very good. Arizona's been very good.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah, still that, feel like UCLA is overrated? I remember you said that at the very beginning of the season, you feel you you felt like UCLA was overrated. Everybody was just you know taken in by that run that they made at the end of the year last year. Isn't, there's no doubt that they have talent on their team?
2: Oh, I never said they didn't have talent. No, the fact that they were preseason number four or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I didn't really get.
1: And here they are sitting at number three, Ten and one so far. Yeah.
2: I mean, the crazy thing—you have three top six teams in the Pac-12, which is just insane to think about. Right. Pac-12 I, not really known to, to be
1: the the basketball center of the world.
2: No, it, but I go back to the, they played one game all year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you played Villanova, you beat Villanova. That's that's fine. Villanova is in that ten to fifteen ish range to me. Mm-hmm. You played one team against one game against another team that's elite. And they absolutely walked you in Gonzaga. Yep. So, to me, they're just not in that tier. I don't think USC's in that tier. Now, are they two teams that I love wagering on? Yes, mm-hmm. because they have a whole lot of Colorado, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, State, Oregon in their respective conference. Right. Now, against each other, I'll be honest with you, I think Arizona's the best of three. Which is weird to say because they're without a doubt the least talented. Mm-hmm. But a lot of good things have happened there and... This is just a weird year in college basketball. Once the NFL's over and and we can really get into college basketball, there are a lot of interesting Mm storylines. Not a lot of maybe nationally relevant. I I think the high, high of of college basketball is about all anybody's gonna really care about. And then, you know, the Carolinas. The the local teams. teams. Yeah. But this will be an interesting tournament because there is not a huge amount of difference between the seventh best team in the country Mm -hmm. and the 47th best team in the country to me to me
1: right well and as you know it continues to be you know teams getting the the bigger teams getting younger because they're you know losing their top stars every year to the to to the draft who's going to be the next team that can you know put together a scrappy roster and make that big run that's a discussion for later in the season. I'm just saying that is the open-ended question now of who's it going to be, who's going to be that dark horse in college basketball. But as we went down this rabbit hole because Armando Baycott, I mean, he is the guy he, he, he has become what we all wanted him to be his, you know, freshman and, sophomore seasons he couldn't be because there was so many other you know he had dayron sharp and uh and and garrison brooks there last year unfortunately now that walker
2: kessler's done the same thing at auburn
1: well and we knew and uh, i mean I, I, think, I, I knew he was going to do that
2: too. i did too right he was when i mean I that's saw why he left the transfer portal i went oh no
1: yeah i mean that's why he left because he was originally told that he was going to come in and be the tyler hansborough guy the go-to guy and then he came in and he wasn't And then there was really no hope for him to be that at the end of last year. Garrison had another year. That was before he decided to enter the transfer portal and go to Mississippi State to join his dad. De'Ron Sharp was still making his decision for the NBA. And you knew Armando wasn't going anywhere. And now Walker Kessler is an all-SEC player. I, I at think Auburn. the
2: stat with Baycott is in the last two games he has like 50 points and 26 rebounds or something. It, it's something insane. It's 50 like
1: that. and 38 actually.
2: Is it is it that many? Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
1: He's 50 and 38 in his last two games. He had uh, 29 points the other night, 21 rebounds in their uh, in their latest win on Saturday over Virginia. And I get that Virginia is not really good, but no, that's the bad thing for the just is being dominant right now.
2: Virtually every second tier team, and, and I hate to call Virginia that, but you know, you, some of all parts of this over the last 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. they are. But Virginia's down, Florida State's down. I mean, I could argue the best four teams in the ACC are Duke, Carolina, Wake Forest, and Miami. Right. Or Virginia Tech.
1: Well, when we had Jones on a few weeks back, or I guess maybe this was just last week, it's all starting to run together for me now. Uh, <laughs> but one of the recent times that we talked to Jones, he was talking about how, you know, the ACC is down and the ACC can't keep up money wise with they these other schools.
2: They, they can't. That's the, and that's, you know, a much broader topic, but that's the reason this is happening you know you look at why clemson fell off in college football this year it's because they don't make money like these other programs do they just don't Mm -hmm. i mean i know down here oh clemson's the they're not in the ballpark of alabama
1: for the last five years
2: they're they're not in the ballpark alabama they're not in the ballpark of georgia they're not in the ballpark of a slew of teams in the sec the big 10 prints money but now you've got and this is You know, the the bigger topic that we were actually going to talk about this next week. Right. Yeah, it works. Let's go ahead. It works right here. The thing that's never made sense to me about the college football playoff talk of, oh, we can't get the commissioners on the same page. Why do I care what the commissioner of the Pac-12 thinks? Mm -hmm. Why do I care what the commissioner of the AAC thinks? There's a really easy way to fix all of this that I think you could get everybody on board with. Okay. You're not going less than 12 teams, so I'll go ahead and t- you throw that right out the window. Mm-hmm. I-, I read in the AP story that, oh, there are people that want four. Well, those people can want in one hand and defecate in the other and see which one fills up <laughs> faster. Because that's not going to happen. Right. I don't see a way that eight makes sense to where you can get everybody on board. There is a way with 12. Cap it at three. Mm-hmm. Each conference can't have more than three teams because that's what everybody but the SEC is worried about is that those last series, the the 10, 11, 12 would end up being the Texas A&Ms of the world that slide in there as the fourth best team in the SEC and they boat race conference champions. And they would. Mm -hmm. Straight up, they would. Oh, yeah. If you tell me right now that I get Texas A&M and they're playing the best team I've seen the last three years from the Pac-12, they'd win by two touchdowns. It's just the way it is. And that's the fear that all of these conference commissioners have is that we're going to go on this national stage and we're going to get embarrassed. And then our cash cow goes away. Because if you see a conference champion get demolished by the fourth or fifth best team in another conference, then why would I care about you? Right. And, and look, widespread across the country, we don't care about Pac-12 football as it is. Mm-hmm. It would get markedly worse. And the Big 12 has the same fear. Now their best program, arguably, and this is going to be painful to say, is Baylor. Mm-hmm. That's the best football program in that conference. If it's not, it's Oklahoma State. If it's not one of the two of them, it's Cincinnati. Right. Or BYU. How do you think that's going to fare going into a home playoff game with Texas A&M or Florida? That's what everybody's scared of. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, if you would just put your cards on the table and say that, we all know it. There's nobody that looks at the way the bowls are situated now and, yeah, that's that's fine. That's fine. We have high major bowls that two million people watch, but that's fine. I'm sure sponsors will keep just cutting blank checks to to do this. Right. So you got to fix it somehow. So you're going to get to 12 at minimum. I think it starts at twelve, and it make it bigger. And do you there. use the bowl game sites no. for those games? No, because that's going to be the way that you get the SEC in. Is that you? You take the, the 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 high major champions. Four of them, the the four high major champions get buys, and then the home games are the highest seeded wild cards. So you'll get two SEC teams to get home games, and and that's how you convince them to do ah, it. Ah. Then when you okay. get into the eight, now you go neutral site with the bowl games. You bring in. Yeah, and you keep the New year Six. Cotton Mm -hmm. Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Rose, Rose. Orange, Sugar, Peach. peach. Five of the six of them will be involved in this every year.
1: I mean, I'll be honest with you. As a college football fan and as somebody who does this for a living, I didn't watch near as much bowl football as I should have. Because it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is the college football playoff. And do I care that Oklahoma State and Ohio State had an amazing game in the Rose Bowl? I mean, that that sounds great, but I didn't care. And I went back and watched the highlights and I was completely fine with it.
2: Oh, I mean and there were some there were some good games mm-hmm. and and I've heard the rationale of they're using this to get guys ready they're going to play next year and that's all well and good. I don't care about watching that. No. It's the same reason I don't watch spring games.
1: Indeed. I would not tune in for your scarlet and silver game at Ohio State. I don't care who you're trying out for next year. And
2: I think the Rose Bowl is exactly what the Rose Bowl was embarrassing enough that I think it will actually spur some calls to action of, we've got to make these games matter for something. Because for Utah, that was one of the high watermarks for the program. And they gave up a bowl record receiving yards to Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was the third receiver at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. That's a bad enough look that it will instigate the movement. And I think that's where we're at. But to what Jones said, the money is so discrepant at this point between the top 10 and everybody else. Right. I mean, I don't know if this is true.
1: I just saw this reported in passing the other day. But the word on the street is the Texas A&M boosters spent anywhere between 25 and $30 million in NIL deals for all of the guys that they're bringing in in their number one recruiting class this year. Does that surprise year. you? No, it doesn't surprise me, but...
2: I, I guess the number just kind of shocked me I, and it baffles me that it shocks you this is exactly what i told you was going to happen mm-hmm. the discrepancy in college football as soon as you enter money into it it becomes wider because it, it, with those nil deals and things like that everybody wanted to talk about things that didn't matter oh but what is it fair to the kid well the kid's getting a scholarship mm-hmm. okay so uh, spare me on the fair if you want to you want to fight that fight that's fine i've done it as many times i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna do it anymore no, you lost. But you uh, – I didn't lose anything because you're watching the NCAA fall apart. How in the world did I lose? It's happening exactly how I told you it would. Number one recruiting class in the country, who to go to? The one with the most money. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I'm sure that's an accident. I, I'm sure. Texas a never had the number one recruiting class in the country, ever. Mm-hmm. The first year you got NIL deals, weird, they did. They're going to have the deepest defensive line you've ever seen two years from now. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that had nothing to do with I'm sure it had nothing to do with the fact they have the deepest pockets well, of in all course of college it did. football. Of course it did. There you go. You turned this into an arms race. That's what the transfer portal did. That's what the NIL deal thing did. And now the discrepancy is bigger. There was never not a discrepancy like this. The problem mm-hmm. is the boosters couldn't do anything with it. Booster can only give so much money. Because you can only do so many things with it, and there's, there's grants and different ways the NCAA could manage – where money that was given to programs, and where it went.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: NIL, it's Wild Wild West. Oh, yeah. If T. Boone Pickens' family wants to put every player on scholarship for $2 million, he could do it until I'm long dead. Right. And it wouldn't even put a dent in his bank account. Oregon, you find it weird that it doesn't matter who the coach is, they still recruited a high level? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm sure that has nothing to do with Phil Knight. I'm, I'm sure it doesn't that is just an irony <laughs> and the, and this is what we were having
1: the you know when we were having the fight of should they or should they not this was your concern and it was my concern as well oh, it's gonna blow the how are you going do it.
2: How, yeah but and here was the thing how do you control it we can't control it oh you 100 percent could have controlled it if you'd gotten in front of it from the get-go if you've gotten in front of it from the get-go, because now it's the Wild Wild West,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it is you can do whatever you want to do. Bubba Ray's Tire Shop in Oklahoma, if they want to put every Oklahoma Sooner on scholarship a second time oh, yeah. for $500,000, they can do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know who can't do that? Boise State can't do that. Right. You know who can't do that? Any team in the Pac-12 that's not named Oregon. Mm-hmm. Any team in the Big 12 that's not... Any team in the Big 12, <laughs> most of the Baylor ACC. Baylor not that. No. Baylor's money goes into other things. hmm But that's the thing. And I tried to tell you this was going to happen. And everybody, it, it, it's one of the things that, that becomes comical to me when we have discussions like this. You know, we talked about the NIL thing and paying players and everybody wanted to talk about fair. Okay. Well, here's the problem. Your ratings just were absolutely abhorrent compared to what you thought they would be because you got the two programs you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. You got Alabama, Georgia. Oh, mm-hmm. that's going gr- to rate great. It didn't. Second lowest t- rated title game ever. Mm, I wonder why that is. Maybe because their series of fan bases, mine included, that think they have absolutely no shot now, so why would they care? They've been secreted out on, on games all year long. Why would they care now? Mm-hmm. A- and... The thing that I never quite understood is that people are jumping to the end. And this was how I always felt about paying players and and all these different things. You're jumping to the end without seeing all the landmines that are in between where we were and where we are now. Mm -hmm. And now you're literally crawling across them. And nobody seems to care. I'm watching this sport crumble at its base. Two-thirds of programs have no shot. Mm Mm-hmm. And nobody seems to to care. You're the first person I've actually heard say Texas A&M spent a bajillion dollars on the recruiting class. Mm -hmm. The first person I've ever heard say that. Mm -hmm. I knew it. That's why I said it. (laughs) because <laughs> i'd heard no one else say it and nobody seems to care well no
1: because they're, they're also under the assumption it's always been this way no when jimbo fisher comes like out this. and says oh you know we used to pay players and now you can do it legally everybody goes oh see there's your evidence they've always been paying
2: players and now it, they could just do it op- out in the open and they could do it better and there's no limit to it mm-hmm. that's the biggest am i stupid enough to say that oh players weren't players weren't getting paid no i'm a florida state fan okay uh we know better i know where way more of the bodies are buried than i need to but now there's no limit to it now you can just do it out in the open i don't care come to texas a&m i'll pay you a million dollars charlie batch just did it with caleb williams come to eastern michigan and and the company i work for will pay you a million dollars a year that really what you wanted in college football you think it's gonna you think it's gonna lead to a really watchable product because i don't and i never have and now we're here
1: i am kind of shocked at uh at, at, at some of these numbers though like the orange bowl the orange bowl had a had 17.2 million viewers i'm i'm kind of surprised by that i thought it would be lower
2: i mean and that's that stays about where it's been through the through the cfp mm-hmm.
1: 16.6 for the cotton bowl 16.6 for the rose bowl Ew, and then not so good then, for the other ones there you go the see, sugar bowl see, was, was 9.8 you just the
2: two that were playoff games and then you said the Rose Bowl, which rates on the which West Coast always. anyway. Yeah, that that the, the Rose Bowl will always, no matter what happens, it will rate in the Midwest and it'll rate on the West Coast.
1: That's the reason they call it the Granddaddy of them all. Yeah.
2: Now look at the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, the because uh, I've already seen it. The Fiesta Bowl was eight. Yeah. Do and, you know what that was from the last time that it was played between a, and I don't really know how to a prodigious one of the one of the blue blood because Notre Dame was in it. Mm-hmm. So Notre Dame brings its own set of eyeballs anyway because it's notre dame right last year it was iowa state and oregon so sorry that's not an apples to apples comparison no matter how bad you want it right right it was down 40 percent from the last time there was a blue blood program in it Mm -hmm. that 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 not ironic to anybody and this is see this is the 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 getting to the finish line of it's all well and good that you want to play pay players there's only so many spots at alabama and georgia and ohio state and texas a&m mm-hmm and you have completely cut the legs out of the other eighty institutions, and you got coaches that are bailing water because why would I want to continue to do this? Right.
1: We got a potential return coming for one of the playoff teams in the NFL. Will it matter? Will it not matter? We'll talk about it up next right here on ESPN Asheville. You are in the sportsocracy. Don't forget to check us out at the sportsocracy.com. Pernicious. Adjective. Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. Now, Wicked Weed's flagship IPA, winner of a silver medal at the U.S. Open Beer Championships, isn't harmful unless you're a competing IPA. Brewed in the mountains of western North Carolina, Pernicious IPA will destroy your expectations for all others in its class. Pernicious IPA inspires you to enjoy fresh and often. Order up at WickedWeedBrewing.com. Wicked Weed Brewing, the official craft beer of Furman Athletics. Drink different. Drink responsibly.
4: I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
0: The Sportsocracy. What are you people? On dope?
1: no don't do crimes is coming up in just a little bit uh don't do crimes
2: mine's not technically crimes it's it's bizarre but it's not crimes <laughs> okay i do have a uh
1: a requested crime story coming up in the weird news that is is oddly tied to this program it's very strange so stick around for that um so the indianapolis colts they're not in the playoffs this no. is not the story that i tease uh i'll get to that in just a second but the indianapolis colts uh there's some interesting development today where the gm goes out and they ask him about carson wentz and he says well we thought that was the right idea at the time that's red flag number one yep uh but we're not going to make any comments on who will or will not be here next year that's red flag
2: number two wow all right it didn't take you long. Oh, I mean, there was gonna be a fall guy. There, there was no doubt there was going to be a fall guy in Indianapolis. You miss the playoffs like that, mm-hmm. somebody is gonna have a head And role. who
1: else can you blame? You uh, can't. For bl- me,
2: I'd blame I'm I'm blaming Frank Reich. Of
1: course you're blaming Frank Reich. You hate Frank Reich.
2: It's not that I hate him, I just don't think he's a head coach. Right. His game management he is the most overrated head coach I think I've ever seen. Solely because game management wise, he's Mike McCarthy bad. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever talks about it, and I don't know why. The fact that team's not in the playoffs and the Pittsburgh Steelers are is dumbfounding to me.
1: Well, obviously it was the Indianapolis Colts loss that opened the door for the Pittsburgh Steelers to get into the playoffs. And for once, Ben, Ben Roethlisberger and I agree on something. You don't have a shot to win this week. So just go out there and have some fun. See what you can do he didn't say it exactly like that oh sure he did he said we have no shot we're just gonna go out there and have fun i believe
2: sarcasm might be uh,
1: (laughs) i think it might be lost on you um oh oh you were saying he was being sarcastic a little bit i don't know why he would be because everything he said is absolutely true
2: i the more you talk about this game the more i absolutely love taking the Steelers side mm-hmm. of this because the line keeps getting bigger oh yeah and i think that's an error in judgment i don't think that's the way that should be At the, end of the a- day i still have mike tomlin yep. and i've got a very vet laden team
1: yep mike tomlin you know not gonna get blown out in the playoffs you should not expect that what is the lineup to now it was like 12 and
2: a half. I think it's I think it's held steady at 12 and a half. But okay. I'll, I I will look. It is at 12 and a half.
1: At 12 and a half.
2: <laughs> it's a touchdown more than any other game except mm-hmm. Tampa. And it's a solid four points more than that.
1: Yeah, I was going to say but I mean,
2: is that not obvious by the matchup? Well, to me, the the Bills and Patriots is every bit that obvious and uh, it's a eight and a half bigger. Really half. even even in zero weather i don't care if they played this game in an ice box i don't care mm-hmm. i get josh allen and you have noodle arm mac jones i like my chances a lot even after you saw what
1: they can do don't to them care. in the running
2: game don't care did you want Why? second game because yeah, it wasn't nearly as close mm-hmm. the second game is much more what i think you're going to see in this okay. than the first one was all right I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying the Patriots are going to win
1: this game. I don't. That's that's why I had them so low when we did our playoff team rankings the other day on the uh, on the happy hour, the uncensored third hour.
2: I had them low too uh, at two. I had them at two. Oh, you're talking about New England? Yeah. Oh, I I was talking about. No, (laughs) I
1: was talking about New England. That's why I had New England so low. I I mean, I had them at like twelve. I think. And that caused some reaction of, oh, really, at 12? Yeah, because I don't feel like they have a great shot of winning this weekend. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, they were my 14, and I didn't even think about it. Philadelphia, or Philadelphia was, was my 14. Pittsburgh was my 13, and I didn't even think about it. Because, yeah, I think Pittsburgh's got a little bit more of a shot to beat Kansas City than Philadelphia has against Tampa Bay this weekend. But that's you know that's just my homer side talking again little bit (laughs) but uh they might be able to have Juju Smith-Schuster he was at
2: practice today they have opened up the window just don't matter the NFL has gone full Madden and just turned injuries off oh done for the year and nope coming back this week they have opened up the 21 day
1: window that he can be activated and uh, put into the starting lineup he was at practice there has been no other news than that so far I've heard no reports on how he looked at practice or if he was actually engaged in, you know, physical
2: activity. Or well, what. I mean, you can find the answer to that. It's not hard to find. It's on TikTok.
1: <laughs> Does he post everything on TikTok? Yeah, pretty much. Is that
2: I think r- everybody posts everything on TikTok.
1: But even if they had Juju Smith-Schuster, would it matter?
2: It I do not I don't feel like it would matter. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. I mean, that's for sure. Having more weapons has never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm i just i'm looking at that that's the one game i'm looking at going you've set this line wrong you have set this line wrong because that pittsburgh defense is better than people think it is i look i'm not saying pittsburgh's gonna win Mm -hmm. i'm saying this idea that they're going to get beat 45 to 3 is ben's last game and you think they're gonna get shellacked okay Guess you didn't pay attention to old Cowboy Hat Bennett in that fun little uh, Disney finale of the uh, college football season.
1: <laughs> that doesn't—I mean, Ben doesn't have any shot of getting to that. Oh no, I'm this not. This ain't gonna be. This ain't gonna be a deep run.
2: No, they're like, not getting out of the first week. I was it's gonna say, be close. I was
1: gonna say they'd be lucky to win this
0: week. On the weird scale, there's Vegas. <laughs> There's Florida and there's Asheville. Let's get weird Asheville. All right. This
1: is officially the first time I've ever had a weird story be requested by a listener of the program because they know the person involved in the story. Rob Johnson sent this to me yesterday. Bristol, Tennessee man sentenced an unemployment fraud scheme. Yes, this is exactly what you think it is. Um, f- 57-year-old Larry Whitted, he pleaded guilty because he was involved in a scheme to get pandemic assistance, uh, unemployment assistance. The weird part of the story, to me, is that it's, it's what the court documents say. Quitted and others conspired to collect personal identification information of more than thirty-five co-conspirators, including fifteen inmates in the custody of the Virginia Department of Corrections. So they were making pandemic unemployment benefits claims for dudes who were in jail I don't, in Virginia. I don't, think you're,
2: I don't think you're allowed to do
1: that. I don't think you. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Um, he. Uh, he, he 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 refused to be uh or declined to be indicted he went ahead and you know like oh okay you got me you got me and this is apparently an in-law of uh
2: rob johnson that he does not like very tied, much tied to the in-law it's not actually an in-law i saw what he said to you yeah member of the family something like that Right, I, I, exactly he's in the comments he could specify that for us
1: yeah exactly uh so here you go uh and it cost the it cost the government half a million dollars
2: don't do crimes don't do crimes don't do crimes uh my story's not crimes okay my story is about a giant pickle and he is the mascot of a collegiate summer baseball team i did not know that was a thing but apparently it is yeah they are uh the the team is the portland pickles and the mascot's name is Dylan the Giant Pickle. This will be the first time I have ever used visual aids for a weird news story. <laughs> Yesterday, the Portland Pickles allowed Dylan the Giant Pickle to take over their Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. It was a mascot takeover. And well, let's let's just be honest, Dylan. Dylan was a he was a he was a bad boy. He was a bad pickle. Because he posted a picture that is very oddly cropped, mm-hmm. according to him and the team, he was giving a thumbs up. I'm going to put the the image on screen. I'll also put it on my Twitter at the Flostradamus on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the caption said, "New phone, who dis?" And he's sitting in a very <laughs> compromising position. <laughs> he's With just what he's he just claims on, is a thumb he's
1: just on display for you
2: i laughed at this until i almost cried uh-huh because they had to, the port somebody came into work today and had to apologize for the twitter actions of course they did of a pickle <laughs> there's words i never thought i was gonna say back to back ever in my entire life i never thought i would say those words in that order mm-hmm. order has been restored and the team has uh resumed control of the of the twitter page no dylan, word no word on if uh if dylan has been sanctioned
1: dylan the pickle
2: yeah uh, and, and apparently he tagged a slew of large companies mm-hmm. one of them was snickers
1: okay because it satisfies you i, I don't that-
2: i don't know i don't know <laughs> and theirs just said maybe you need a snickle and it was a snickers inside of a pickle which is Gross. without a doubt the most repulsive thing i've seen today
1: wait is that like a thing is that like a the, something that people do no like was, hollow out a pickle I, I, and put a snickers bar in it
2: i don't know the answer to that but their photoshop team did a very good job of it. I, if it if it is
1: that's something that a pregnant woman created
2: I, I mean, that's that's fine. I like pickles, and I like Snickers bars. Not together. I don't think I would do it together.
1: No, if you can't stand salted caramel, Jeremy, I don't think that you're going to like a pickle with a Snickers bar inside I,
2: it. I'm glad you said that. Uh-huh. So, uh, Eddie Fox, our our uh, cohort here at iHeartRadio, apparently they had a discussion this morning about Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. Because there is a new Girl Scout cookie. Ooh. It is a brownie. Mm-hmm. In the disc shape of a cookie okay. that has a big blob of caramel in the middle of it, and that looks absolutely repulsive to me. Why? How is a pre-produced brownie going to be good in cookie form? It's not gonna be gooey. That's it, Could it's be. not how. How? I don't know. Like they do the
1: chewy chips ahoy cookies i don't know how they make them so chewy it's whatever preservatives Ugh. or plastic they put in them that yeah, made them um, do that
2: yep see chris out there. they're and then that's, awesome and that is why i'm out best girl scout cookie what is it it's
1: the thin man it's not You're close. wrong No, ah.
2: not you and mark starling it's that, number that one in everybody's book they're having a vote on best uh, uh on best girl scout cookie
1: mm-hmm it's either that or the 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 caramel delight
2: that was uh Eddie's uh, wife Amanda that was her selection. Mm-hmm. I agree with Eddie, and I didn't know this cookie had a name, but apparently it's called a tagalong.
1: that's the lemon one
2: no it's the peanut butter the chocolate peanut butter patty oh yeah, yeah, fantastic i'm good oh the 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 chocolate peanut butter patty is without a doubt that is the Rolls Royce of the Girl Scout cookie wrong. A Thin Mint tastes like toothpaste. No. I'm out. <laughs> toothpaste. Uh, if you could I, I find me anything, some toothpaste, minty. that tastes like that. I mean, you can, you can do anything. It depends on how—if <laughs> you want your teeth to fall out of your head, you can use the Thin <laughs> Mint as toothpaste if you want to. <laughs> Just crush that sucker up, paint it right uh, on. To, to me, the Thin Mint, without a doubt, the most overrated of the Girl Scout cookies. And the, the, the <laughs> reason that this came up is that the season—which I didn't know there was a season.
1: Yeah. Girl I Scout Cookie season.
2: I I've never gone, hey, I would really like to have a Girl Scout cookie and them not been available.
1: But when they're available, you go, Yeah, I'm in. See, that's the hook of the Girl Scout cookie. It's not always available. You gotta wait for Girl Scout Cookie Season to come in. Is that like the McRib? Yeah, pretty, pretty same, much. Oh. Pretty much. Like you will never want a McRib
2: until it's offered. Uh not true. I yeah. want a McRib every day of my life.
1: Which is gross. It's absolutely gross.
2: And I don't care if it's snouts and paws, and I I don't care. I don't care. Don't try to devalue the best fast food sandwich by telling me what it's made of, because I don't care.
1: While we're talking about uh, bad-for-you food, I'm going to go ahead and give you this one. Uh, Lay's potato chips. They've got a new special potato chip that they have put out. This is
2: going to be gross. I already
1: know it. (laughs) No, it's not gross. There's There's no weird flavor. There's no... This is all about how the potatoes for the potato chip were grown. And this is a launch that Lay's is doing ahead of their return to advertising at the Super Bowl. It's been 17 years. Can you believe that? 17 years since Lay's has advertised at the Super Bowl.
2: But Lay's owns Doritos. I think. Doesn't Frito Lay own, uh, own? Probably. I'm talking about Lay's potato chips. Oh. Oh, so you're talking about a different brand of the same company?
1: Well, th- yeah, this is like, you know, just your regular plain chips,
2: of which who buys those? I, I will never understand who buys those.
1: Old people, old people. Well,
2: it, I, I mean, if that's what you like, that's what you like. I just don't understand how you look at all of the eighty billion flavors of potato chip. You go Doritos, yeah, I just want the salt. Doritos ones. are wonderful. Yes. salt and vinegar barbecue wavy
1: mm-hmm.
2: ranch the wavy ranch lay
1: cheddar sour cream
2: unbelievable i just I, I always look at the the original potato chip bag and go who buys that mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure somebody does it because they're in every gas oh, yeah. station and grocery store in the world oh yeah
1: i mean it's the staple for the cookout you have to have a bag of the regular chips and a bag of flavored so, and chips to me
2: I, it, any flavor i don't care what flavor it is as long as it's not like peanut butter and jelly or something weird as long as you stick in that normal potato chip flavor range you got some
1: some people don't like barbecue chips some people don't like sour cream and onion well i mean maybe those people should eat sticks or (laughs) no they get to eat the regular ones they're just salt flavors uh coming out though in a limited capacity lays is putting out team chips it's called the golden grounds series and they have done 200 bags that's it 200 bags with your team logo on it
2: oh i just yeah. had a flashback budweiser did this when i worked for mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. they but, were team cans that was not a great time in my life why because you had too many
1: requests for other teams 100 percent i okay. did
2: Yeah, it was only in your market. Sorry, I can't do anything outside of the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers. It's what you got, right? You want that team? I get you a billion of them. No,
1: bucks. I want bucks cans right now. You
2: need to go to Florida. (laughs) Uh,
1: This is going to be uh, available, but not available in stores. Obviously, there are only two hundred bags of all of these chips. And what makes them so special? They were grown in the dirt from your stadium why like it wasn't even fully grown in the dirt of the state like it's not like every stadium that participated in this has a little potato patch out back where they grew the ch- the, the potatoes for this no they shipped dirt to the farm that is making all of this and they had one field of potatoes and they split it up into 29 different little patches so you could have enough And notice I said 29 because not everybody participated in this. So if you are a fan of the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals, and I lost the other team here, um, you're not going to be able to get these because they did not send dirt to Lays for them to sprinkle on your patch of special potatoes.
2: That is top five dumbest thing I've It ever is absolutely heard.
1: one of the dumbest things that I have ever heard of.
2: I, I mean, if you buy those, do you eat
1: them? You don't buy them. You can't buy them. That's the thing. They're only going to be given away on social media. And on social media, to qualify for the giveaway of the two, see how convoluted this thing is? Uh, you have to use the hashtag Lay's Golden Grounds hashtag sweepstakes sometime between now and january 25th and they might pick you to have one of these 200 bags of potato chips that just have your team logo on it and apparently there was some dirt from your stadium sprinkled in the dirt that the potatoes were growing well
2: if you're a jets fan like me you can't possibly eat those because if they use the dirt from our stadium uh the the ancient curse that has been upon us for the last 50 years would probably kill you.
1: 29 teams available, Broncos, Bengals and the Browns. So the B teams, the B teams were out. They didn't they didn't want to participate in this. The Browns were
2: one of the teams The Browns did. were
1: one of the teams. Like I kind of dirt. fall
2: into that same thing with the right. Jets. It's like would you really want a potato that was grown with dirt from that stadium? Right. The things the things people I, uh-huh. Okay, like people just confuse me. There's a commercial that's going around right now about eggs that aren't eggs. Have you seen this? No. Uh JB Smooth does their uh, commercials.
3: Okay. And it's an
2: egg that was made from plants. Oh, yay. I, I I'm I'm out on And when that. we
1: have those, they're called eggplants.
2: plants No. <laughs> that's not how that works <laughs> i just i don't understand why you would want that I, I i don't i don't get what the allure of that is i mean i don't
1: know maybe they have a similar flavor of egg and i, I can't i always thought enough. that was just tofu like in the in that tofu t- tofu is like fake eggs
2: not quite not quite no okay tofu tastes like whatever you put around it But I'm just, I'm dumbfounded by this. And I really would like somebody to explain to me the process of how that's done. Like, do you plant an egg bush? Like, where does it come from? How does it, how is it yellow? It's not an eggplant.
1: Do you know why they call the eggplant the eggplant? No,
2: because it's gross. Uh, This eggplant is absolutely disgusting. It's because
1: when the fruit isn't ripe and it's just little, it's in its little prepubescent stage on the vine. It's a little round. It, it's it's ovular and white like an egg. We call it an eggplant. And then as it matures, it grows into the big weird, you know, phallus thing.
2: Well, I call it gross because eggplant is disgusting. Really? Ugh. <clears throat>
1: mm, okay. Just an, another thing. I mean, that I, I can't. I guess I can't fault you too much. It's not like that's a must-have eggplant. Although eggplant parmesan. It's a very, very fine meal. gross. All right, it's time to do some do some wagering. You ready? He's got five on it. Last night was a good night. Let's see if he's got something for today Get on. I got
3: five on it Last night,
2: you know I just I, I did something that's very rare. I hit three money line road dogs. Mm. got three road dogs i don't have three road dogs tonight but i do have three picks first one i got 25 on it with my 2022 nba champion denver nuggets taking on a team that's going to wear the portland trailblazers jerseys it's it's not going to look like the portland trailblazers it's going to look like a g-league team and the nuggets are going to beat them with the return of will barton by somewhere between 20 and 207 I got 25 on it, Denver Nuggets minus 10. I got 50 on it, Seton Hall is a 5.5-point favorite at DePaul tonight. This line hasn't moved enough. DePaul, winless in conference play. They do this every single year. They beat up on low-level D1 teams in the non-conference schedule. People fall for it, and then they get into conference play and get scattered, smothered, and covered. Seton Hall's a good team. The, the, the Syracuse transfer, whose name, again, just went right out of my head, His coming out game was over the weekend. He's going to keep doing it. The kid's incredibly talented. I got 50 on it. Seton Hall minus five and a half. Finally, I got 75 on it. 225 is the over-under between the Golden State Warriors and the Milwaukee Bucks. That's ridiculously low to me. Mm -hmm. This Golden State team is not particularly good defensively when they're not at full strength. At this point, Klay Thompson looks like more of a diversion than he is an actual offensive weapon. I like Milwaukee to win, but I absolutely love the over to cover, so I got 75 on it. If you were with me last night and you've been with me every night since we started this last week, I have taken my $500 starting bankroll and turned it into $773. That's with juice, that's with everything. And you can do the same by going to BetUs.com, using promo code SPORTSOCRACY. They will give you a 125% deposit match. If you put in 100 U.S. doll hairs, they will give you 125 in free play tokens that you can use to put five on it.
1: And that is a heck of a turnaround after Monday night, because that, that one did not go your way. It's okay. I made it back. Yep, Doesn't hurt did. my feelings anymore, because I made it back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Marilyn. Thanks, Marilyn. All right, betus.com, betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. Again, get that 125% deposit match. Stick with us. we are got to take another break. When we come back... Um, Jeremy are you mad today? I'm I'm a little perturbed. You're a little perturbed. Yeah, I'm a little All perturbed. right, perturbed. he's going to not mad coming up next.
4: Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional Northern Deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses, or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house cured locks ziggy's bakery and deli in the corner of asheville commons 1550 hendersonville road open eight to three tuesday through saturday
1: rogue combat club asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training has a goal for our community one that's stronger more fit and unwavers in its support of one another rogue combat club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in brazilian jiu-jitsu muay thai and wrestling Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com.
0: Dirty to back flat. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! a Let the hate flow through you.
2: There's not much in in sports that makes me angrier than absolutely poor management. And that's something that we have seen manifest itself over the two hours of this show. I fully believe David Cully was hired by the Houston Texans solely to be fired. Jack Easterby and Nick Casario have ma- have basically shown to be completely inept at the running of a franchise. But what makes me mad is that you did this to a guy that didn't deserve it. You came into a job that you mishandled so badly that nobody with options would, ta- would take it. So you give it to the one guy who's never gotten a sniff as a head coach because he would take it. And you used him as a sacrificial lamb for your absolutely God-awful decision-making. You bumbled the Deshaun Watson thing. Last year, Jack Easterby was following players home from the facility to see what they were doing away from the facility. This is the biggest train wreck disaster in all of sports. And now the rumor is that they're going to make a run at Josh McDaniels. Not my favorite person, but somebody with plenty of options. And I have a feeling, and a hope, that he's going to look at you and tell you to put that job where the good Lord split you. And that's what I hope happens happens because I hope you fall into the same exact conundrum that you fell into last year is that you have the worst job in the NFL and this time, everybody knows what you're going to do to him, and nobody will take it because that's what you deserve. That's what you deserve for being disingenuous to a guy who was I don't know if you knew this or not, the first African-American quarterback in the history of Vanderbilt. A guy that's overcome hurdles his entire life to become a coach in the NFL and you mistreated one of the nicest people in this league. Houston Texans, you deserve what you get. I'm mad!
1: That was the nicest way he could possibly put it. You want the unfiltered version? Join us next here on YouTube. And uh, for the radio folks, we will see you back here tomorrow at 3 o'clock. TheSportsocracy.com. The show continues next.